Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Welcome, everybody, to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. This is episode 118. I appreciate so much you guys being subscribers to this podcast and devoting some of your week to taking in this information. I hope that it's adding value to you. If it is, please leave a review of this podcast on whatever platform it is that you listen and iTunes or whatever, Stitcher, whatever you use. And um, if you haven't subscribed, you can do that at scottrossonline.com. ScottRossOnline.com, and you can find this episode at ScottRossOnline.com slash 118. This week, I want to talk about a topic that's dear to my heart, and it has to do with your routines, your habits. You know, success is a habit. Excellence is a habit. And if you look at people who achieve at a very high level, you will notice that they live their life First of all, on purpose, they don't live by random chance. They don't live based on the tyranny of the urgent or what happens to come up. Uh, they can, they of course have things come up all the time that require adjustment and require improvisation. But for the most part, uh, they live their lives with a specific agenda and a routine and habits that create their success. And they have strategies and techniques for dealing with those unexpected things that are going to happen they're going that are going to invade their routine and so i would just encourage you we're not going to get into routine as a complete topic today but i would encourage you to examine your life and ask yourself how on purpose am i how much does my agenda get determined by me ahead of time so that it's strategic in nature versus get determined by other people on the spot and it becomes very reactionary? Uh, at the best, it's very tactical in nature. If you don't have a routine, if you aren't following some, some specific habits that are going to orient you towards success, that's definitely a place that you're going, going to want to give attention and examine. But today I want to talk about a specific part of your routine that is simple to change, but can have a profound impact. And as I have interviewed and mentored and been mentored by and been around leaders my entire professional life, I have noticed some commonalities and I have adopted many of these for myself around this one area of our routine. I want to talk today about things that leaders do every night. Things that leaders do every single night. These are things that you can do at the end of your day that aren't going to require a big, big transformation in the way you approach your day. They aren't going to require a lot of challenging changes to your interactions with other people because you're interactions with those people will already be done. You're not going to have to figure out how to make something work during the middle of the day when your boss might be having things that they want you to do or whatever. This is at the end of your day, so it's extremely easy to adopt these disciplines and this routine. But if you talk to world-class people, if you talk to people who succeed, you will find that 
most of these, if not all of them, are a part of their evening routine. And so I want to talk about things that leaders do every single night. Now, the first thing that leaders do every single night is they read for mastery. They read for mastery. Now, I want to be I want to focus on the words here because they're very, very specific. First of all, they read. Now, you've probably heard it said many times, leaders are readers, readers are leaders. And this is definitely true. But readers, I'm sorry, leaders don't just read anything. There's a lot of people who read spy novels, romance novels, and that's cool. That's great. When you're on your free time, if that's a way for you to decompress, and we're going to talk about decompression here in a second, if that's your decompression um, mechanism, I love it. More power to you. But that is not the kind of reading that we're talking about. But I do want to encourage many of you who probably don't read at all that you need to be reading. And some of you only read if it's an audiobook, and that's cool. You could do that here as well because the key is for you to read with giving focused attention to your reading. You're not reading while you're driving. You're not reading while you are working out. You're not reading while you're cleaning the house. You're just giving attention to what it is that you're reading. Now let's talk about the second part of that phrase. They read for mastery. One of the biggest mistakes, so sorry, let's skip, jump back. We're not going to read spy novels. We're not going to read Pulp Fiction. What we're going to read is content that will help us take our game to another level. Now, this can come in a number of formats, but it's almost always either nonfiction, history, or biography. Nonfiction, history, or biography. Nonfiction being the most prominent type of reading you're going to look you're going to look to to read for mastery reading books on leadership on sales skills communication skills listening skills ways to become more creative ways to become more disciplined process emotions better becoming in raise your EQ your emotional intelligence these are the kinds of things that you're going to be reading for mastery. You can read nonfiction, or I'm sorry, history, because history is one of the best ways for us to learn. We can avoid a lot of mistakes if we will take the time to understand why those mistakes have occurred in history. If we can look at situations that are similar to ours today historically and say, what did those people do? What decisions did they make? What was the outcome? Was it good or was it bad? That can help us in a big way. History is something I'm a big fan of. I have a huge, huge part of my reading library and my reading list every single year are history books. And I look for correlations. I look for where were some things happening? Because as it says in the Bible, there's nothing new under the sun. The situations we're in today, you know, I don't care what it is, politically, economically, entrepreneurially, whatever. You think we're in a unique time? We're not in a unique time. You can find a time in history that looked almost identical and you can go read about it. Then, of course, biographies are another great source because these are lives of great men and women or sometimes not so great men and women that we can learn tons of lessons from. You know, we can learn something from absolutely everybody. You can despise a person and still learn a lot from their life. So I read a lot of biographies as well. I especially read biographies of great leaders, great influencers, great communicators. So you read 
And you read for mastery, meaning the material you read is there to take you to the next uh, to the next level, take your game to the next level. But then here's the real key is they read for mastery. They don't just read to learn something new, to have read something new, to read something that sounds like it takes your game to the next level. But they read in order to master what it is they're reading. And I started to say this a minute ago, and I wanted to pause and get that last bit in. But let's talk about this because it's one of the biggest mistakes I see people making. People get into personal development, they get into entrepreneurship, they get into leadership, and they kind of know, okay, yeah, I should be reading books about leadership, or I should be reading books, you know, so they'll start, they come around, they'll say, what are the books you should read? And they'll start going to the classics, you know, how to win friends and influence people, and, you know, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, and the power of positive thinking, and, you know, as a man thinketh, and they'll start putting these books in their library, and they'll start reading. But what they'll do is, they'll read it, and put it aside, and they'll feel accomplished. Like, wow, I I just became the person that reads that kind of book. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. And what I find is that in most cases, it's in one ear and out the other. They read the book, but they didn't read for mastery. They didn't read so that they could actually attain the skill in an unconscious competence that was taught in the book. And if you haven't reached at least conscious competence, you shouldn't put the book down. You should read it again. So let me give you some tips on some things you do when you're reading for mastery. And this is why you want to do it at the end of the day. This is why you want to do it in a very focused manner. First of all, you need to be taking notes. I have my notepad, and which my notepad is Evernote on my phone. And I have my notepad open. And as I'm reading, I am pausing all the time because there will be something said that really hits me like that's good that's something i need to apply right away and i'll make some notes to myself about that and i'll think how do i how could i apply that how could i test that out how could i start to put that idea into practice by the way I'm writing words that I might not be familiar with so that my vocabulary is improving and I'm going and looking them up. I don't just pass by them. I look them up. I try to think about where could I use this in a sentence? How could I use this word starting this week? Concepts that I may never heard of, like especially if you're reading books on financial concepts, investing, um, things like that. You're going to encounter concepts you're not familiar with. Let's not just pass over it. If I read a phrase and I'm not familiar, let's stop down. Let's go look up Wikipedia on that thing. Let's make sure we understand what it is we're reading because we're reading for mastery. So I'm taking notes. How can I apply it? Where are things I need to change? I'm writing those things down. Where are things that, how could I teach this to someone else? Because there's nothing that gives you mastery faster than when you begin to teach someone else how to do it. So here's, here's something I need to teach my team members or something I need to teach a member of my family. And I'm making notes on those things. And then we're going to talk about reflection here in a moment, but what I'm reading starts to become a focus of my reflection time as well, so that I'm not just taking the information in. I'm taking it, attempting to apply it, reflecting on what I'm learning as I attempt to apply it, and then repeat that process. So one of the first things that re, uh, leaders do every single night is they read, but they don't just read. They read for mastery. Really quickly, I want to talk about something that I have been shocked to learn over the last few months. You know, I've been traveling around the world speaking with listeners to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast, and I have been stunned to find out that the vast majority have never incorporated 
Here they are, emerging leaders, and they've never done one of the smartest things they can do, get incorporated. Don't be that person. Why would you want to be incorporated, you might ask? Well, because financially, it's a no-brainer. Listen, I can't give you financial or tax advice. I'm just going to say it like this. It's going to save you a ton of money, and it's going to protect you against liability, and it's going to ensure your assets are protected, and a lot more. There's so many benefits from being incorporated. They've written entire books on the benefits of being Incorporated. I've partnered with inkfile.com to make the process super easy and give you absolutely the least expensive way to get incorporated. I've tried all the other online services. Trust me, these guys are the best. For just 49 bucks, you can incorporate. And the money you'll save in the first year is going to by far make up for the $49. They'll do all the federal and state filings. They can take care of all the paperwork each year automatically, so it's absolutely you know hands-free. And they'll even get you your EIN number, which is your tax ID number, so you're ready to roll immediately. If you'll go to scottrossonline.com slash getincorporated, that's scottrossonline.com slash getincorporated, and use that link to set up your corporation, I'll give you $100 in free how-to manuals to get you going in your own corporation, including how to decide whether you should use an LLC, C-Corp, or S-Corp, and a step-by-step process to establish credit for your new business quickly It'll double or triple your buying power. So go to scottrossonline.com slash get incorporated and get incorporated. It's one of the smartest things you'll ever do. Now, the next thing that leaders do every single night is they spend time with people that they care deeply about. You know, we've talked many times at, at our leadership conferences, at our leadership summit, and on this podcast about the need for a leader to be selfish so that they have more to pour into everyone else. Being selfish in strategic moments helps a leader be more selfless. And one of the things that you can do to nurture yourself is to spend time with people you deeply care about. And so one of the things that leaders do is they spend that time every single night. And, you know, for me, the people that I spend time connecting with is my family. I connect with my children every single night, and I especially connect with my spouse. And this does a number of things. First of all, it's a refresher. It lets you decompress. It lets you put the day behind you. It lets you start to get some perspective and some healthy um interaction going on if your day may have been stressful or difficult or you may be having some anxieties about the future or whatever spending that time with someone you love always is a way to get some refreshment going on but here's the other thing that it does as a leader it helps keep the main thing the main thing you see I'm leading because I want to make an impact and I want to impact millions of lives that is my goal but If I have missed impacting my wife, who is the first life or should be the first life in that group of millions of lives, then what is the point? And so by making sure that I connect with her and that I'm leading her well, well, if I'm leading her well, it probably means I'm going to be able to lead other people well. If I'm not leading her well, there's probably going to be a disconnect in my ability to lead other people well. The other thing is, is that when I spend time with her, she 
is able to give me perspective and thoughts and insights that I would not otherwise get. And I don't have to filter them because I know her come from. You see, if I'm, we sit down over a cup of tea in the evening and we're just sharing with one another, how was the day, what's going on? And I'm sharing with her what's going on with me. She's going to give me her wisdom. She's going to give me her insight, her perspective. And I know her come from is she's got my back. She is for me not against me. So I don't have to worry, is there any office politics going on in this feedback? Like, is there some ulterior motive going on? And that's wisdom I can take to the bank. And I would be poorer for it. I would be absolutely depriving myself if I wasn't spending time every day with her, somebody I care deeply about. Now, you may not have a person like my wife is to me in your life. I would tell you, you need to get one. You need to have someone you can spend time with. And maybe it's a best friend that you just can be spend some time on the phone with in a given evening, or you could do, you know, miracle of FaceTime or whatever. You could be connecting with them every single day and y'all just kind of hold each other accountable and share what's going on for the day. And it's just an amazing how refreshing that time can be. So I know every leader I know, this is something they do. Um, if they're a great leader, they spend time with people that keep them grounded, that keep them on track, that help them keep the main thing, the main thing. And a part of that is, and this is the next thing I was going to say that you want to do every night is Another thing about being selfish is you need to carve out time to do nothing. Now, I know we're supposed to be hard chargers, right? We're supposed to be, you know, leaders, we're winners, we're achievers, we're always on, you know, no time off, no sleep. You know, that's ridiculous. Like you have to recharge yourself because what's down in the well comes up in the bucket. And your entire life is simply energy transfer. How much energy do you have in here that you can transfer out? here to the outer world. And if you are not charging your batteries, you got nothing to give. Your tank will be empty. And so I would just say you need to take time away from the busyness. You need to take time away from the bustle and just get away to do nothing. I mean, Jesus did this every single day. He would separate himself from the crowds. He would separate himself from the disciples. And he would go off and pray and, you know, do what we might refer to today as meditate. He would just think and, and ponder. He would just separate himself. And that allowed him to be the amazing leader that he was. And you saw, you know, George Washington was famous for doing this as well. And you, you've heard me, you know, with my admiration for George Washington as a leader, um, one of the greatest leaders of all time, if not the greatest leader of the last thousand years. And so, you know, this is something we see leaders do. They set aside time to do nothing. That needs to be you too. For me, nothing looks like a lot of things. I mean, uh, and I'm just giving you examples. You're going to be very different than me. You know, most people know I'm a huge jazz fan. I love jazz music. So, you know, I, I'll sit and listen to jazz and, you know, drink a cup of coffee and read the Bible or, you know, just think. I just sit and don't do anything. Um, that's just a, a, a good way for me to decompress. Um, a lot of times I will read something that's not reading for mastery. It's enjoyable reading to me. And then another thing I do is uh, binge Netflix or Amazon Prime at the very end of the night. You know, I might have, you know, a show that Sheila and I are kind of into right now. And, you know, I know we're all supposed to like throw our TVs away and stuff like that. Well, I threw my TV away for a season of my life to get to where I wanted to be. And then I got a TV. You know, it doesn't carve into my any of my productive time, but it is a time for me to just 
totally let go and chill out. And it's something that Sheila and I do very, very end of the day. So those are just some concepts, but you need to have that time of decompression where you do nothing so you can refresh yourself. Okay. A couple last ones. You should reflect every day. Now, I have a broken record on the power of reflection. If you've never heard me talk about reflection before, go back and just search on scottrossonline.com for reflection or reflect, and you'll find a whole bunch of stuff. I'll put some stuff in the show notes at scottrossonline.com slash 118 so you can get into this. But look, your life is only as good as your reflection because you don't learn from experience you learn from reflection if you keep if you go through an experience and you never reflect on that experience so that you can learn the lessons that it's trying to teach you you'll repeat that experience over and over and over again and so at the end of every day all you need to do is do 5 10 minutes and take stock of the day a lot of people will journal um They'll just do a mental walkthrough. You know, it's who did I interact with today? The big ones, you know, like, um, okay, um, got up this morning and all the family was around the breakfast table and um, said something to my son and it didn't go well. He ended up storming off before he left for school. And man, I wish I could take that back. What did I learn about that interaction with him? What do I need to do to maybe repair that? Okay. And then, you know, later on I had a staff meeting and, you know, we had everybody there and, um, I felt really good about that because there's this one guy who's really difficult in our staff to deal with. And I felt like I handled what happened in the staff meeting in a really mature way. Atta babe, let me make a note of that so that I can, you know, be motivated to behave the same way the next time on and on. You're just simply quickly doing a mental inventory. What happened? What did you learn? Make a few notes to yourself. And then in this reflection time, you should have a couple other things that you're doing. I'm going to talk about those as a couple of things that are in this list of what you do as a leader every single night. But one of them is you should have some things you're working on. And this goes back to that reading for mastery thing. So like an example would be you might be working on listening and not interrupting. Maybe that's a a skill you're trying to gain, giving people your full attention and your full energy and not interrupting them as they talk. Well, what you would do is you would just simply go, okay, who did I talk to today? Did I interrupt today? How did I do? Score from one to 10. How was I doing on the not interrupting thing? Oh, uh, I did interrupt her, but I, that was the only time I think today. So I think I'm probably like an eight out of 10 today. Way to go. And since you know that you're going to be scoring yourself, you're kind of thinking about that through the day. So you interrupt less. I don't know what it might be, but you're, you're just going to, you know, maybe you want to work on being a vision caster. How well did I cast vision in the interactions I had with the people I'm leading today? The people that, you know, when I say leading, they don't need to be, you know, quote, underneath you in an org chart. You know, we can lead 360 degrees. We can lead people above us. We can lead people below us. We can lead people to the side of us. So how well was I vi- casting vision throughout all my interactions with people today? reflect on that scale from one to 10, maybe a five. Okay. Now I know I'm going to be doing that to myself every night. And that's part of my reflection. And guess what happens? You start to spiral upward on that skill. The other thing that you want to do every single night is you want to get your value plan in place. And so let's just skip to that. And let's just talk about another thing that every leader does every night is they get organized. They get organized. Now, all of this flows together for me because this is all part of my um, 
I kind of sit and read and then I do my reflection and I get organized and it all kind of flows together. It doesn't have to, but that's the way it works out for me. And part of that is what I call my value list. Now, what does that mean? Leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. The number one way to, to build influence is to deliver value to provide value. And so what I do is every single day, I make a list of three people I'm going to add value to the next day and specifically what I'm going to do to add value to their life. And then in my reflection time at the end of the day, I'm asking, how much value did you provide? Did you actually do what you planned to do for that person? And so it's just a cycle. It's never ending. Every day is three new people. And at the end of the day, how'd it go? Three more people for tomorrow. Then next day, how'd it go? Three more people for tomorrow. So that's part of my getting organized. And then the other thing I do is I go through my meetings on my calendar and I think about each meeting. I put myself in the meeting. And first of all, I think about what do I need to prepare for this meeting? So I'm at my best. And then I think about the people that are going to be in that meeting. And I think about interacting with them. Do, is this the kind of person who triggers me to operate in a way that I'm not excited about? Like maybe there's somebody who, who frustrates me or they're difficult to deal with or I love interacting with them, whatever it is. I'm, I'm thinking about that interaction ahead of time so I'm not in reaction mode because reaction is pain. Anticipation is power. So I'm anticipating the meeting so I'm in a place of power versus reacting to the meeting when I'm in a place of pain. And so I'm going through that and just preparing myself mentally for all the meetings they're going to happen the next day. And then, of course, I'm also, because I'm a dad and I'm a husband, uh, I'm also kind of glancing at my my family's calendar and thinking about, okay, what might Sheila need to have be, be supported, uh, might need to anticipate the kids having anything going on. Oh, got this practice tomorrow. Who knows what's going to go on with that? Maybe check with her on transportation for them. I'm just kind of getting my mind around that again so I'm not caught off guard. You know, then if she calls and she's like, hey, Tyler, we're supposed to be at the practice, but this came up. He's not going to be able to get there. Can you help me out? I'm not oh my gosh, it's just throwing my whole day into chaos. I'm kind of like, you know, I knew you had practice and something might come up. So I'd already anticipated that. Again, anticipation is power. Reaction is pain. Last but not least, every single leader I know, every single night expresses gratitude in some conscious way. Now, for me, I pray. For you, it's whatever. You just need to journal, meditate, Take a moment and think of all the reasons you have to be grateful. Give yourself perspective. No matter how dark things are, there's always a reason to be grateful, and you can choose gratitude instead of bitterness. You can choose gratitude instead of negativity. You can choose optimism instead of pessimism. And so the second you start to count all your blessings, it's going to be hard to not get happy. It's going to get hard to stay in the pit. You know, I'm so grateful for my Savior. I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful that I live in the wealthiest and most amazing nation on earth like Our poor make the poor of other countries look like, you know, our poor live in the Taj Mahal by comparison. I mean, you know, I'm so grateful on and on. I just think about, I'm so grateful for technology. I have this amazing 
device in my hand that lets me, you know, market to the world and create amazing media content and communicate and, and learn and grow. And oh my God, I mean, I just am grateful. So I'm just making a list of all the reasons that I'm grateful. And it's hard to stay down when you're in that place. And so you go to go to bed with peace. You go to bed with optimism and hope filling you up and you start the new day ready to go because you're organized, you got a plan and you're feeling good. So those are the habits that every leader that's a real at the, at the top of their game, that's their routine every single night. You read for mastery. You spend time with people that you care deeply about. You do a bunch of nothing for a little while, just half hour hour doing zero, just decompressing. You have your reflection time and you get organized and you express gratitude. I hope that's been valuable to you guys. Uh, that's leadership, uh, Scott Ross leadership podcast, episode one, one eight. You can find the show notes at scottrossonline.com slash one, one eight. Thank you again. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. I also am just asking, it would really help me out if you would leave a review of this podcast on your favorite platform. It really helps people find us because the highest reviewed podcasts are the ones that are findable in the search. So um, appreciate that as well and love you so much. Until next time, God bless. Keep raising your lid. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at scottrossonline. 